I hope you don't need any foreplay, because I've got a story. When I was about 15, I was in a nightclub in Chinatown. It was called Reggae Bar. This was in my degenerate days. And I was out with a bunch of 15, 16 year olds. You know, we were just being stupid. Apparently that bar at the time, at least when I was growing up, I guess it was the place where idiot kids would go and, you know, do stupid shit. And I was there and I got pretty plastered. My friend got pretty plastered. And my friend did something really silly that, I don't know, I want to say changed my life forever. He went up to one of the bouncer's cousins okay who was also there as a bouncer and that guy he went up to was disabled so he was in a wheelchair and my friend asked him to for help please light my cigarette and the bouncer well his hand was kind of disabled so he couldn't light the goddamn cigarette <laughs> i shouldn't laugh it's horrible but yeah he couldn't light it for him and he got offended so another bouncer who was related to the disabled uh challenged physically challenged bouncer he saw what was going on and he got really offended so he came and grabbed my friend like that was my attempt at like a Malay gangster. I guess the stereotype is bouncers are gangsters, right? But more or less, he was like, okay, let me try again. <clears throat> hey, lu buat apa? Lu nak cari pasal ke tak, ha? You tak boleh nampak ke dia macam tu, ha? Dia okay you tau. Safe to say, my friend was freaking out. You need to remember, he was 15. You need to think, what does a 15-year-old look like? Safe to say, my friend was close to, close to shitting his pants. And remember, he was drunk. And I was there, just kind of zoned out, looking at everything, going, whoa, this looks bad. Should I do something? So I kind of went up there and tried to calm down. I was like, hey, 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 relax, relax. And immediately, the non-disabled bouncer grabs me by the collar. And I don't remember what he said. In fact, the next few minutes were a blur for me because I was so goddamn scared. Basically, they rounded up all our friends and then they gave us a lecture. And remember, this is like a bar slash nightclub. And everyone was watching these bunch of 15-year-olds being more or less interrogated. I thought my life was over. I thought the police were going to be called. I don't know, man, what was going to happen. And then at that moment, my friend decided to puke. Right on the floor in the middle of that bar oh my god when i saw that i thought that's it we're dead the gangster he obviously went a bit crazy he didn't hit us or, or anything but he grabbed my friend by the collar like hell like kind of slapped him in the face with his forearm like <clears throat> and kicked us out I was so glad that that's all that happened, but like we didn't even find it funny. So six of us tried to get a cab back to my place. And 
there was a guy who was stupid enough to take us because we were all drunk. Two people sat at the front seat, four at the back. Now we were on my way, uh, on our way home. And then when we reached home, my friend at the front decided to puke all over the front seat. I mean, the passenger seat. Oh my days. <laughs> I'm getting, I hope you're not getting secondhand embarrassment from listening, but it gets better. I promise. What happened next was the cab driver insisted that we have to pay him 200 ringgit and only then he would let us go because if not, he was going to call the police. So we're like, fuck it. Everyone chip in, chip in, chip in. And luckily it was all the money we have, but we managed to scrape together 12 ringgit that we gave it to him. And then when we walked back home, the house was empty. You need to understand the house was empty. So I put like each pair in different rooms, two in my parents' room, two in my brother's room, one in another brother's room. And then I went back to my room. Nobody was home, just me and my friends because... My parents were overseas, so I thought we were safe. But no. Ah. <laughs> On that day, my dad decides to come home. And when I saw him come from the gate, I panicked. I was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. So I grabbed my friends from my parents' room. And guess what? I saw puke everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nevertheless, I just, I guess, grabbed my friend, took the whole bed sheet and then dragged them to my room. Oh, and the next day, oh, fuck, it was bad. Okay, that was the first story. Uh, straight into it. I hope you didn't mind me jumping straight in. No lubricant, no warm up. Hi, my name is Harith Muhammad. And this is my new podcast called Harith Ja. It's going to be in English. And what it's for is entertainment and comedy. Time to time, I will talk about politics and all that, but in a more relaxed twist, I guess. I also run another podcast called Nadi Kita, where uh, I speak to people in BM, Bahasa Melayu, sebab aku nak lebih fasih. That's for me to practice my BM and in that one I do with guests. This one I will do mostly alone. Moving on, I want to talk about Malaysian accents. So in Malaysia, a lot of us, especially in Kuala Lumpur, in the urban areas like maybe Penang, parts of Johor Bahru, but Kuala Lumpur for sure, especially, you know, Bangsa, Monkiara. Everybody more or less can speak English. And then everybody has an accent. Like me, I have a, I would say, half Malaysian accent, half international school accent. And I guess that's because I grew up speaking English to my mama and papa. Mama had a strong Malaysian accent. And the international part comes from watching a lot of SpongeBob, SquarePants, and a lot of Hollywood boys. You know, when you learn to speak English like that, you just tend to emulate what you hear. I want to tell you the story about my friend. So I went to law school in the UK. 
and I had a friend. Okay, maybe I shouldn't call her a friend, classmate. Fuck it, she's my friend. She was my friend because I tried quite hard to, you know, be nice to her. But she was kind of special. Like, I suspect she either had Asperger's, <laughs> South Park, Asperger's or some kind of maybe autism or very, very mild Down syndrome. But the point is... <laughs> Can you have mild Down syndrome? It's like you either have it or you don't, right? I don't know. Anyway, she was a bit special. So I guess she doesn't know when things are weird or when things are normal. But on the first day, I noticed, oh, this woman has, she's Malaysian, but she has a British accent. So she introduced, let's say her name is, I'm going to make up a name, Jasmine. Hello, Horace. My name is Jasmine. Like imagine that accent, but a woman's voice. And, you know, I thought maybe she grew up here, so I didn't think much of it. But then the next day. She slipped and she was like, Oh, Harriet, do you attend the, the class yesterday? I didn't get the notes. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, huh? <laughs> Much confused, like, I'm like, are you the same person? Because you know when you're when you go to a new school, you don't remember everyone you meet. You don't remember their names. So I thought, wait, I, for a second, I doubted myself. I'm like, is this the same? So the point is she slipped. And she slips to the extent that she can be talking to a Kwailo. What do Malays call Kwailos again? Fuck, fuck, I should know this. I'm Malay. Matsale, that's the one. So she could be speaking to a Mat Saleh. Hey, what did you think of the lecture just now? And then I would be there listening to this conversation. And Hey, Harit, let's go for lunch now. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the Mat Saleh would like side eye each other going, So she was faking the accent and I don't know what her motivations were. Maybe she wanted to fit in, but you know, because of whatever she had, whatever personal problems she had, I guess she didn't understand that it was kind of weird. And she hung out with mainly Malaysians, I guess, for the most part. And you know how Malaysians are, they're not going to tell you like, hey, your accent weird, huh? The kind of person who would tell her her accent is weird or Probably also has a problem. <laughs> it would be one autistic person telling another autistic person, hey, your accent is weird. Speaking of which, um, there was, I had a, not classmate, uh, so I studied law and this guy studied accounting. He was from Australia and this guy definitely had Asperger's or something because I knew he was getting uh, special help. But the point is he had some kind of condition and he didn't know when he was making people uncomfortable. But he fakes an Australian accent. It's really specific. I don't know why. But yeah, he was faking this Australian accent. 
Oh, I can't even... And it wasn't even a good Australian accent. Like, I'm trying to... I want to imitate it for you. Like, hello, Horace. How are you today? That's exactly what it sounds like. like. Yes, I did a good impression of him. Like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, uh, I'm in the gym today. I'm doing a bench press. Okay, some of you listening might think it sounds more British than Australian. But, you know, I asked him, hey, um, where do you get that accent from? Oh, you see, I grew up in Australia all my life. So I guess this is how I speak. So he has a British accent, which he picked up in Australia. And I don't understand that. But, you know, that's what happened. So this guy met the girl, right? On one fateful day. Oh, (laughs) me and my friends were just so excited to like see like what would happen. (laughs) Because at this point, they both had some uh, like a bit of a reputation, right? So they spoke and I didn't hear what they were saying because I could only just see it from a distance. And then I talked to the guy. He came to me after that. And I was like, oh, Horace, did you notice that girl? She has such a fake accent. It's so weird. Ha ha ha. And then I was trying really calm. Like, I was trying, I was trying really hard to be calm. I was like, oh, I don't know. That's, I think that's just how she speaks, man. That's what I was telling him. But in my mind, you know, inside, I was like, ah! <laughs> And I want to talk about the girl's accent just before I switch topics. So in England... There's so many accents. So England is just England. England is in UK and UK has so many accents. There's the English accent, Welsh accent, Irish accent, Scottish accent. In England itself, there's so many, there are like dozens of accents. So if you're from this part of London, you might sound different from this person who's from another part of London. And there's like a posh accent, a chipla, like kampong accent. Kampong's the wrong word. I would say like low class accent lah, huh? In England, this is an offensive word, apparently, but they're called chavs. And, you know, my friend could have picked a really posh accent. She could have sounded like, oh, hello there. Oh, issues, issues. There are pertinent issues to be discussed today. So a posh accent like that, you know, like the one you hear in Harry Potter, more or less. But the accent she chose was the low-class one. They call it like East London Cockney. So the way she spoke was, Oh, hello. How are you today, love? Like, <laughs> Would you like some fish and chips? <laughs> so everyone knew her accent was fake, but we couldn't understand. Why did you go with the kampong <laughs> The East London accent. <laughs> uh, wherever she is, I hope she's okay. I hope she's getting some help. But uh, I just wanted to tell you about that. Because, you know, that happened years ago. Five or six years ago. And I think about it all the time. I always think about her. How is this woman doing? You know, the thing I think about a lot is why... Why do we speak English in Kuala Lumpur? 
seriously just take a second to think about it our businesses i mean maybe glc's aside but even glc's yeah you walk into most multinational companies government linked companies not all government links but you know like a good number of them and everybody speaks english I and mean, i like that cuz i speak and think in english it's the most comfortable for me i didn't uh my education was all in english growing up you know ever since i was 7 before that i was a normal malay boy apparently i was like ibu ibu aku nak ma- makan mummy monster ma jom kita pergi kfc lepas ni but apparently i lost it after i went to international school but here's the thing at the end of the day we are malaysians we were once colonized we're not colonized anymore it's been something like 57 years since we've gained our independence but a lot of the commerce takes place in english and i always find that really weird because you know to some extent you alienate a huge portion of the population so most malays i mean they can speak english but not enough to you know have deep meaningful conversations or they're not fluent enough to conduct commerce right and not just the malays like i would say uh, i don't know if it's the majority but it's safe to say a good number of chinese people they think and speak in mandarin and then they some are fluent in cantonese hokkien they can speak bm because they went to school albeit they have they tend to have very thick accents and they speak very rasmi rasmi sorry meaning um official official bm like aku kan kalau nak macam nak cakap bahasa melayu aku cakap macam ni so that's like a normal malay accent speaking bm but then a chinese person will be like ah saya tahu macam mana mau cakap bahasa melayu i aku saya belajar dulu so it's like malay is very comfortable saying aku chinese people not very comfortable saying aku i don't know why they they love to say saya That's what I mean by official cuz Saya is more formal and the Indians they they sound more Malay than Malay people sometimes but more <laughs> It's like aku kan cakap macam ni and then an, an Indian might go aku kan cakap macam ni <laughs> Was there any difference I'm sorry <laughs> You know what I mean though you know what I mean <clears throat> So it's a very small number of people who speak english and i i might classify them as the elite in this country and like why is that like it really fucks with me i can't tell you how much it fucks with me because my english is so many more times in magnitude better than my bm and i'm sure a lot of you can empathize because here's what we need to understand at the end of the day we're not americans we're not british we're malaysian we have a national language bm does not just belong to malay people like me it belongs to everyone who calls themselves a citizen of malaysia but people like me we're not fluent in it we don't speak it every day more or less and then a lot of the important business decisions being made are in conference rooms where people conduct themselves in english The re- my question is like why some people might say well it's because to access good education you might need english and i don't know 
if that makes sense. But I guess it's safe to say that a lot of the information out there in the world is in English. And I would say... I would say there's more information out there in English than in BM, I guess. So that's how, that's why. At the same time, you know, when our companies deal with other, like companies from overseas, all the, like the world global commercial language is English more or less. Fine, like we can be fluent in English, but why do the elite more, the economic elite, more or less speak in English in their daily lives. Is it because they watch a lot of movies? We consume a lot of American culture. That's another thing. That's probably why. Because what do you talk about with your friends? Hey, do you watch the football? It all, I mean, people watch the commentary in English. You listen to Hits.fm. It's in English on your way to work. The best station, I guess. At the time, I think more people listen to podcasts now. And I guess if you read a lot, like most good books are in English. I don't know many people who read BM books. I guess there are way more people writing books in English than in BM. So it it's safe to say the best books in the world are in English and not in BM. Is that ignorant to say? I don't think so. I think it's a reasonable thing to say. But the point is, I guess if... This is just anecdotal. I'm not delving into statistics or anything. But if you are smarter in this country, you're more learned, more access to information, you'll spend most of your time thinking and speaking in English. But I'm sad about that because there are countries that don't do that. Like in Japan, most people speak perfect, more or less perfect Japanese and poor English. Maybe they know the language, but they'll have thick accents. They use Japanese day to day. Part of me wishes maybe we should speak more BM. Excuse me. It's something I struggle with a lot. Oh, I was just thinking about my dating history. I don't know. Think about it. How old were you when you first started dating? Now guess, just in your head, guess really quickly how old I was. I was nine. Yep. Can you believe that? Nine years old. Nine years old Malay boy dating. <laughs> I had no business dating, but you know what? As far as my as far back as my memories go, I always knew that I've been like crazy about women. I had this one memory where I would literally chase girls in kindergarten, you know? Like, you know, when I say chase girls, I don't mean like try and get with them, but like I would run after them. <laughs> I would literally run after them and they would run away. Yep, great start. That was in kindergarten. Then around primary school, nine nine years old, I had my first girlfriend. Although, oh God, like I really shouldn't have. And then I dated a lot since then. I don't think I spent more than a year being single since I was nine years old. So I was dating quite a lot of people. And you know what? Out of all the people I dated, I only dated one Malay. I always wondered why that is. I always tell myself, you know, Malay, Malay girls don't want to date you. Like, you're not religious enough. I mean, that's what I tell myself. Yeah, just it just happens that most of the people I date are not Malay. And I think it's because growing up, most of my friends were not Malay. Jeez. 
Uh, that's another thing I wonder, should I be ashamed about? Yeah, I had mostly Chinese friends growing up. I'm surprised that I don't speak any Mandarin, but there we go. And I think a lot of Malays in Kuala Lumpur can relate, actually, especially if they went to international school or Mandarin school. There were Malays, but those places like international schools, I don't know why. There are just so many Chinese. I know exactly why there's so many Chinese people. It's because they earn more on average and then they have a higher... I mean, anecdotally, they just care more about their children's education. In my opinion, please don't get triggered. But that's just the case. So yeah, I dated a lot of non-Malays. At the moment, I have a girlfriend. She's beautiful. She's Chinese. And I often think, I often think like, what's it like to have a Chinese daughter? Like you're Chinese. Like I'm not saying you're Malay and you have a Chinese daughter. I'm saying, what is it like to be a Chinese parent? You have a Chinese daughter and she wants to date a Malay guy. Because at the end of the day, you know, if that relationship is going to go anywhere, she has to convert. The big C word. The big C! Eh. Hanlia. You sure you want to date him or not? Later you have to convert to Islam, you know? You cannot eat the pork anymore. Huh? You like the char siu, right? Huh? You don't like suyong, ah? huh? Bantan min, huh? You cannot drink or so, huh? To be honest, if I was a... Chinese parent and I didn't know anything about Islam I think I would be pretty worried as well because face it it's not impossible to convert out of Islam when you convert in and I've read very extensively into the topic of conversion like non-Muslim to Muslim and then back again it's possible to do that but it seems like it's a very hard arduous lengthy process and it's not cheap because you have to pay good lawyers to stand a chance of succeeding and you need to understand as society progresses in terms of uh, like income and economy and all that it just happens that divorce rates go up so sometimes i wonder like why aren't there more interracial couples, especially between Malays? Because Chinese and Indians just love fucking each other. I don't know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, no, I'm making it sound like <coughs> they're crazy about each other. When they're not, it's more like <laughs> they're very comfortable, I guess, in general, especially if... No, I'm just going to be real here, Okay. Especially if they're both educated backgrounds, you know, they mix a lot. Chinese and Indians love to get together. But here's the thing. Malays and non-Malays, they love dating each other. But when it comes to tying the knot, I can't tell you how many relationships I've seen just fail horribly. Because the, re the pressure, you know, of the reality that you have to live when you do get married, like, I think it can be a lot for people. The guy or the, I mean, the the Muslim, the Malay might feel guilty. Like, ayo, 
if she come if she marries me then she has to change who she is essentially to fit my lifestyle and then she i mean <laughs> i keep saying she i meant to say the non muslim has to consider ayo dipavali chinese new year how when i bring him everyone will be drinking and then would he feel left out and i really like pork what if i can't eat pork anymore <laughs> it's like i get that like what if i had to give up kfc to marry a girl like, i'd be like bitch fuck off <laughs> to be honest okay i want to approach this from this angle so chinese people are very fair right that So let's say you had a Chinese daughter and then like a really dark looking Malay guy like drives up in front of the house waiting for your girl for your daughter to go out. Now this is not my opinion. This is just how I know a lot of Malaysians see it, but you know, in general, dark skin is scary. Again, this is not my opinion, okay? You know it. You Malaysians, Singaporeans if you're listening, You know it. Dark people are perceived as scarier looking people. You know that joke? Indian guy walks back your car. Hey, lock your car. Hey, lock your door. Lock your door. It's a horrible thing, but it's a bias that exists. And I am very comfortable shedding light onto that bias because it just doesn't apply to Indians. To some extent, it applies to Malays, especially when looking at it from a Chinese lens. It's just true. So... Like you see a dark fella outside like me. <laughs> I'm not fair. So you see a dark fella outside. Your daughter's very fair, very pretty, very petite. Okay, mommy, I want to go out. I'm, I'm going out for lunch, ah. Huh? Hey, who are you going out with? And then they see me outside the gate with my sunglasses, black t-shirt, smoking, leaning on my jeep. <laughs> Are you? You're going out with that guy, ah? <laughs> Kasihan, I feel bad for her because now mama has to stress out. Like everybody knows, you know, when you get into a relationship, you break up. Most relationships fuck up horribly. It's a tiny tiny percentage of relationships that end well. And then you talk about marriage and divorce. You convert give up pork and wine or maybe you don't maybe you convert on paper jeer i've heard of people who do that yeah and then you divorce and then you want to leave the religion it's a headache because truth be told the laws are against you don't get me started on court treatment with like children and all that just sounds like a mess a mess that i wouldn't want for my daughter you know <sighs> speaking of dating it kind of relates to pipi touching right <laughs> i don't think if i continue this for a long time and i do plan to i'm never going to use like sex i'm not going to use that word i think i'll use the phrase pipi touch because it's funny. Speaking of pee pee touching, I want to talk about Azmin Ali. What? 
So everybody knows that there's a video of him, uh, allegedly him, might be him, might not be him. Who knows? But it looks like him, in my opinion. I'm not saying it's him, but man got his peepee sucked. Mm-hmm. And now there's a poll on Twitter saying he's the least popular. Not Twitter poll. It was this uh, study by uh, I don't I don't know who the fuck. But basically, their conclusion was Azmin Ali is the most hated politician in this country. Second most hated is Tan Sri Mohidin. And then the third most hated is Tun Dr. Mahate. When I read that, my first instinct was, that makes sense. But then when I thought about it, like, hold on, how did you come to this conclusion? So I read, I didn't read the study, but I read the articles. And then basically the study analyzed Twitter, tw- tweets, essentially. Talking about like they looked at hundreds of thousands of tweets and broke down and tried to decipher whether they were positive or negative about a particular politician. And it comes up to some ridiculous number. I think it's like 80 or 90%. <coughs> I might be wrong on the figures, but it's like a ridiculous number. Way more than 60% who tweeted about Azmin Ali unfavorably. Now, when I looked at that, I thought, hold on. Because Twitter is a very special space in Malaysia. It's full of liberals like me. Because if you go on Facebook, the crowd there is very different. The crowd who are vocal there is very different. For example, I saw this poll on Twitter. Who would you vote for? Pakatan Harapan or who would you support? Pakatan Harapan or Perikatan National? On Twitter, it was Pakatan Harapan overwhelmingly. And on Facebook, it was the opposite. So if you're just going to analyze Twitter, I, I say like, bullshit. Do your work carefully, you know. Analyze Facebook as well alongside Conduct actual polls with people. Don't just look at Twitter because Twitter in Malaysia is a very specific place. It's also a very toxic place. It's full of liberals like me. But you know what? Liberals are damn annoying. To be honest. Like it's really hard to be a liberal when you see a lot of annoying liberals. It's hard to stand up for what I believe in when the people who are supposed to stand alongside me are just kind of crazy. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that. That was the first episode of Harith Joe. If you liked it, please follow on Spotify. And you know what? Tell your friends.